welcome to the Spine Talk podcast, presented by Texas Back Institute. For more information about Texas Back Institute, visit www.texasback.com. And now, your host, Art Young. Space travel and its effects on the spine is the topic of today's edition of Spine Talk. Hi, I'm Art Young, and you may have heard that astronaut Scott Kelly returned from one year in the space station. And this is interesting because his twin brother, Mark, also in the space program, is serving as the control of this experiment. Joining us today is spine surgeon Dr. Ray Basito of the Texas Back Institute. Welcome, Dr. Basito. How are you doing today? Doing great. Scott Kelly went to live in the space station for the past year to help NASA determine the effects of weightlessness and closed-quarter living on the mind and body of astronauts. Uh, this is important because some of the future astronauts will be traveling for several years to visit such places as Mars. Dr. Vesita, news report suggests that Scott Kelly grew, quote-unquote, two inches during his one year in the space station. Did he literally grow, or did his height increase due to other factors? Oh, I think that most likely the discs in his back expanded some because he was in a weightless environment and there was no more gravity pulling his body weight down on top of his spine. So that, that's that's it, clear and simple. That weightlessness had nothing to do with with any of the. Uh, I, I guess it reduced the compression on the on the spine. On the disc, that it, the weightless environment probably reduced the compression on the discs. In your spine, the discs are soft and they can get bigger and smaller, and they have more elastic properties. The bone, on the other hand, tends to be hard. I'm sure that NASA will study this very in-depth. I'm sure he's going to have a battery of x-rays and MRIs and really measure to the millimeter what happened to the disc's end of the bone. Just guessing, because we don't do a lot of studies on weightless people, um, most likely the disc's expanded. There's also preliminary reports or maybe speculation from the NASA doctors that there are other changes to the body that results from weightlessness of space, such as bone deterioration. What is it about weightlessness that can cause such things as bone deterioration or these other problems? So people have to realize that your bones are alive, just like you are, and the bones will remodel and react to stresses that are placed upon them. Imagine, for instance, if you break a bone, say you break your arm, the bone wants to heal and kind of grow back. And sometimes that arm can wind up longer than the other arm, especially in kids. In a weightless environment, <clears throat> there's less pressure placed upon the bones themselves, so there would be a tendency for those bones to lose bone density. Just like, again, if you break an arm and put it in a cast, the bone itself will lose some bone density because the arm is not used. Interesting. Now, the the report also said that back muscles uh, and, and, and lower leg muscles and so forth, lower muscles, uh, might weaken during the course of this kind of time period, lending to fall-related injuries. Is that something you would anticipate? First of all, I can't imagine what it would be like to be for a whole year enclosed in the space station, knowing that how light things feel, how easy it would be to move around, and basically being able to fly around mm -hmm. the uh, the capsule. But then when you come back, when he comes back to Earth, he has to walk just like the rest of us, and he would probably feel incredibly heavy. Because, again, his muscles, just like the bones, react to the stresses that are placed upon them. And so in a weightless environment, the muscles don't have to work very hard to make the, to make the body move. Whereas on Earth, with gravity, the muscles, again, have to get retrained and learn 
how to deal with gravity, which has been gone for so long. Another part of the report said load-bearing uh, muscles are de decreased, and calcium is concurrently re uh, decreased. How does that work? As the bone is in the weightless environment for a longer period of time, it is stressed a lot less. The body sort of reacts and says, oh, I'm not being stressed as much. I don't need to carry as much bone density in my legs or in my spine because I'm in this weightless environment and I can get everything I need done without carrying all that extra baggage around. In the same way the muscles learn, oh, I can propel the astronaut all the way through this space station, which is not a very big place, at as fast as he wants to go with barely any push-off from a wall or from, I guess they wouldn't call it a floor, but from any structure that's up there. And so he learns to push less but still get to where he needs to go. And then the muscles learn over time that they, again, also don't need as much bulk, they don't need as much mass, so they get weaker also. Wow, this is fascinating. Now, if this long-term exposure to weightlessness decreases the spine compression and is some kind of, you know, some form of weightlessness a potential therapy for spine injuries or disease? I would think that if we were going to Mars or leave the solar system or put someone in outer space for a really long time, there'd have to be weight-bearing and also medication protocols for astronauts to maintain their bone density because if the astronaut is up there, say, for 10 years to get to, a, to another planet or to the asteroid belt, they'll have to deal with gravity again at some point. And the last thing we want is an astronaut a couple of light years away from the Earth sustaining a fracture that they don't have the means to fix because of disuse osteopenia or osteoporosis caused by weightlessness. That would be a big problem. Yeah, I don't know how they would handle that, do you? <laughs> that one, I don't know. I, 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 maybe they could bring Bones McCoy from Star Trek with them and he could use his tricorder to fix it, but until that technology gets developed, it would be a tough one. Yeah, yeah. Well, if someone is listening to this podcast 20 or 30 years from today, you're probably shaking your head and wondering <laughs> why we were so misinformed about space travel. Well, that's the advantage of hindsight. For, for now, we're fascinated by living in space and what it does to our bodies. And, and uh, Dr. Rebusita, you will likely be treating patients over the next 30 years, and I'll bet the medical miracles will be amazing. Thank you for joining us today. It's my pleasure. Thank you very much for having me. Absolutely. I'm Art Young for Spine Talk, and we'll talk again soon. <laughs>